Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Night, Sterling. Normally, this would be Dan Carroll's time for the midweek crisis. I'm not feeling too crisis-like at the moment. He's back with Jason Williams tomorrow afternoon for Ed Rock. I'm here. Stone Shields is here. Sean Gallagher is in the newsroom. An update in 23 minutes or so about what else is going on around planet Earth and here in the tri-state that matters to us here, trying to make sense of this world we're living in. Speaking of that, supposedly, and I don't know if this is true, it seemed like there was a lot of traffic today, but I don't usually keep track Thursday to Thursday uh, traffic flow on 71 and 75 and anywhere else we you know might be out and about doing what we have to do but it certainly seems that there's a whole lot of people on the road and supposedly this is the busiest travel day of the the year until after christmas time at which point everybody decides to escape uh, their families escape wherever it is they've gone on vacation and, and then try to get back to some semblance of normalcy we'll talk to dr david lowenstein about keeping your sanity and dealing with some strategies strategies if i can talk english it might help uh with navigating a, a little of the weirdness that can present itself in a study after study that has come out and just in the last week there's one that says that family holidays and vacations and christmas time for the you know whether it's a you know kwanzaa or a hanukkah that just ended christmas that's coming uh that it's not really much of a vacation generally because there's a lot of stress do you have all the kids in the car did you get all of the stuff did we already get gas did everyone go to the bathroom are all the, the the gifts going to be shipped on time did you load them in where is the dog did you tie the dog to the bumper which is like the national lampoon's vacation kind of christmas thing or whatever that people may flash back to and uh so apparently we need a vacation that's usually how i know i've had a good vacation though when I come home and I needed more of a break, more vacation after the vacation, I go, that must have been all right. Uh, but we'll deal with the, maybe some of those issues and those stressors with the good Dr. Lowenstein uh, to help us sort of get through it. So it's not so stressful. So it is more fun because it should be fun to see f- friends and family uh, and celebrate these times, regardless of how contentious it may be and how heavy the news may be. And, and one of the weird things that my uncle told me when I was a kid and then, and I just heard something very strange about this. It was, and he was like, "I hope that you don't have to to live through and deal with interesting times as as I have." He was older than me because that's usually how it works with uncles and, and and nephews. And I didn't understand what he meant. And then, in the last couple of days to a week, I I was told that it's not just like a, a Yiddish thing uh, that was shared, but it's also a, a Chinese. Uh, someone could call it a proverb, or, or maybe even uh, a curse. Interesting times mean challenging times, hard times, and rather be maybe be uh, better to be alive and trying to deal with the times that are maybe a little bit on the boring side rather than so chaotic and weird. But hopefully it's mellow and good. Uh, Mo Egger also going to join us. Uh, you know him from ESPN fifteen thirty. You, you hear him on occasion uh, taking like Dan Horde. He did the Bengals game last Saturday. Then there was a uh, Bearcats after and uh, at halftime because Dan's voice was. I mean you know it was like uh, touchdown Bengals. 
it, you know, all the things that Dan Hoard does so well, and he's a, he's a madman. He's got more frequent flyer miles, I think, than anybody I know, calling multiple games a day at times, which is I'm lucky to find my way home, let alone be able to keep track of all of the roster and who's in and who's out and, and everything else. He's a professional, as is Mo. So he lost his voice. Last Saturday, he ends up taking over. Uh, I, I hear him front part, then back part. I'm in the car coming in here to do a show, and I'm like, what happened? We'll talk to Mo about the Bengals. We'll talk to Mo about a multitude of things coming up after your 930 report as we try to get through this. I'm, uh, by the way, at Sterling Radio on Twitter or X, if, if uh, you want to call it that, which is what I think they're calling it now officially. The lo- there's an X right now that I'm looking at my notifications. Uh, so, yeah, some people are. And Stone Shields tells me regularly, he says, Sterling, don't say you're on X. It sounds like you're on the dope, on the drugs. And he's laughing now because, it's, you know, but if you're of a certain age and you say, hey, man, uh, uh, are you on the X? And you're not thinking ZZ Top and you're not thinking about illicit drugs, you're thinking social media, which is kind of like a drug of its own. Uh, but you can get interactive there. Uh, or 513-749-7800, the big one. You can also talk back on the iHeartRadio app. We'll navigate a good bit of ground uh, tonight as we get through it. And one of the things I, I want to have a little fun with, because, you know, one of the, the stereotypical topics this time of year is, what's your favorite Christmas movie? And, and I, I started talking to one of my cousin's kids about this, and I had discussed how A Christmas Story it's such a great movie, which has been out now like 40 years, which is hard to imagine. I was just a wee sterling at the time that it came out. And I thought it was okay. Then I, I got to like it. Then it ran 24-7, seemingly, like on TBS or whatever, for a good number of years. Sort of the way it, it's a uh, Wonderful Life did. And, and uh, when I was a kid, I got tired of It's a Wonderful Life. And the reason it was running all the time is because they didn't have to pay royalties or residuals or whatever. The licensing out there was free. So they just ran it and ran it and ran it, and then people fell in love with it. Because if you give people enough, uh, they start to enjoy it, uh, apparently. But what freaked me out was uh, when they added color uh, to the black and white film, which, you know, when I was little, I thought the old days were all in black and white. But uh, my buddy, uh, or a cousin's kid, I should say, he tells me that he thinks a Christmas story is overrated. He's tired of hearing his dad mention it. He was tired of hearing me mention it. And then uh, we had a bit of a mandatory viewing, partially anyway. And he was like, see, it's no good. It's not that big of a deal. It's not that great. I don't understand. So maybe it's a portion or a party of, of a relation to the time in the place and the idea of having a kid dare you or, or uh, motivate you in one fashion or another to intimidate you to put your tongue on a frozen like fence post and see if it gets stuck. I can confirm that. I did that, and I wasn't even, like, directed to do it. I was like, I want to see what happens. Uh, it's not good. You should have water to help get it off of there. Otherwise, it's stuck, and then you get you don't want to, like, rip your tongue off. It's a, it's a bad plan. It just is. Anyway, we'll get into overrated holiday movies a bit later because I think there's no shortage of those. And, and certainly, it seems, if you go through your channel guide or anything streaming at this point, there are so many holiday Christmas-type movies now uh, it, it, not even just like the Hallmark movies or the Lifetime movies, which you may or may not have to be forced to deal with. There's a whole lot of others. And sometimes it's just the right place at the right time in the right mood where you go, oh, that's something special. And then there are others you're like, why did they make that? How did they even sell that? How did they pitch that? What were they thinking? And you, sometimes you just got to sit there and go, that's nice, and enjoy the company at which you're with, which we'll do in just a moment. When we come back, Dr. David Lowenstein 
helping us navigate the dysfunction of uh, family uh, get-togethers this uh, Christmas time. Putting the fun back in dysfunction on a Thursday night. For Dan Carroll, I'm Sterling. This is the Nation Station. Glad you're listening. 700 WLW. It's going down in Pittsburgh. Jake the Snake Browning and his Never Say Die Bengals bring their business to Pittsburgh for a showdown with the Steelers. An incredible catch by T. Higgins. The Orange and Black are fighting for postseason play. The second effort gets the Bengals the touchdown. Will they deliver a knockout blow? Get the call live from Dan Horde and Dave Lapham. Coverage begins Saturday at noon on 700 WLW, the home of the best Bengals come. Here we are, the holiday season is upon us, the, the crazy travel schedule, time off of work, and research is showing on a Thursday night, Sterling, that apparently vacations and getaways and families and holidays aren't really the same. It is not vacation. A guy who knows from dysfunction and a checkup from the neck up, as I like to say. And, and this is not billable hours. It's a beautiful thing. Dr. David Lowenstein from Lowenstein & Associates. That's drlowenstein.com. How are you? How is everything this holiday season? Great hearing from you, Sterling. Everything is good here. You know, just kind of getting ready for the holiday, kind of trying to get it. You know, it's 53 degrees in Columbus, Ohio. Yes. It doesn't feel like it doesn't feel like 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 Christmas. No. Last year, I think we had that big snowstorm. So it feels better than last. Well, I guess the, here's the thing. There'll be a whole lot of kids who might be fortunate enough to have a new bicycle that they're going to want to go out and they ride. They get to use. That's true. Good yeah. point. That's a good thing about the weather. See, Santa Claus is good in so many different ways. I can flash back to a year. I think I was about eight years old. And I'm like, I can ride it, and it won't be that bad. And Mom's like, you are not riding in the snow and ice. So there'll be a whole I lot know. of happy little ones. So that's a good thing. I know. That's yeah. a good thing. Uh, how, how do we, because we, we've talked about this over the years, Dr. Lowenstein, right. about family and dysfunction and the stress of a holiday and how to sort of peel away all that stuff that gets you tense and, and try to enjoy these people that we're supposed to love and be getting together with for a good time. You know, if, if the other 364 days of the year you have tension with that person because it's Christmas or Christmas dinner with a great dinner in front of you with all the doesn't mean it's going to be good that day. The only way it's going to be good that day is if you don't engage. And sometimes that's really difficult because the person or the people or the family or the relative is saying those things that they say every year for Christmas that you can remember from when you were 10 years old is going to say it again if they're still around. <laughs> if they still have a breath in them, they will still say. If anything, they'll say it louder and leave them bother you even more than they did when you were 10. You just have to say, yeah, that's right, and go on. And let them know what they want to hear hello it is ryan and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day couldn't we just to make up for things like sitting in traffic doing the dishes counting your steps you know all the mundane stuff that is why i'm such a big fan of chumba casino chumba casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime anywhere with daily bonuses that should brighten your day a little actually a lot so sign up now at chumbacasino.com that's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Just so just go with that. You make it peaceful because, you know, who knows what's going to happen. I mean, there's enough crap going on as we just talked about, Sterling. You know, let's not fight. There's fighting going on in our world. 
pretty much let's not like fight on over the Christmas table. And maybe the, the worst thing you can worry about is is it stuffing or is it actually you know dressing absolutely. in the bird cavity out of the bird? Yeah, you know, are they sneaking giblets absolutely. in? Th- th- those absolutely. are the things. Yeah, those are the things you should be worried about. Absolutely. Uh, what about this in the political thing? It seems like over the years it's gotten worse. It's not just a headline in the news, and not everyone, Doctor Lowenstein, is of the same thought process, even if they're living together, let alone across believe. the table. Hard to believe. So is it the same type of thing? Because this is, it's difficult. People don't want to hear uh, about it. No. They don't want it broached. Yeah. And inevitably, certain things will come up. Absolutely, especially with what's going on in that arena right now. So, yeah, that's probably going to come up. And again, are you going to settle politics that's been going on for however long it's been going on over a Christmas dinner or over a family dinner? It's like just say, change the subject. You're not going to convince a person that's believing what they're believing, no matter what side of the fence they're on. It doesn't make a difference. Just realize that that's how they feel. That's what makes democracy work is that we can actually talk about it in front of people. And no, we're not going to get up arrested the next day, even though you may want to arrest. (laughs) (laughs) It all goes back to that. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. No. Hey, just let it roll off their back. No political prisoners. Yeah. It's not called. It's called passive aggressive, not confrontation. That's tremendous. So, so as we look at this, what is the, this is an interesting thing I've noticed that we tend to be, and hopefully it's not we as in me, but my observation or, or hallucination is that oftentimes we will accept people that we don't know, that aren't family, that are not close yeah. to us. But when it's people that are close, that are family, that are blood, that is where it, it lets us bother us and we want to engage and bicker more. Why is that? The reason being is the same thing with, I, I hate the analogy, but the only one I can talk about your boss is compared to your family dog. You know, you can't kick the, the boss because you're going to get fired. <laughs> but if you kick, if you kick the family dog, 20 minutes later, the dog's going to come and lick your face. Right. That's the thing about family. We can fight with them on Christmas day and we still love them then a, a week later. Yeah. But somebody, a stranger who you fight with over politics or whatever, you doubt even have them over for dinner, let alone say hello to them. That's true. It's true. There are a lot of stresses aside from, I mean, let's start with the whole journey. Let's just say it's not at your house. And even if it is, then you've got to worry about getting everything fixed up and nice. It's not always going to be perfect. It's sort of like planning either. Most people are going to be over the road. They're going to have to get gas. They got kids in the back. Everybody is not going to go to the bathroom. So, so, I mean, you better go now. These are all the things. Force it. Correct. You got to hold it, get a catheter. There's a lot of stuff. So, how do we we, in the midst of all of this, realize in process it's not going to be perfect. Not everyone's going to go when they need to go and, and, and navigate it and still let it roll off our backs and have it not be a time where you're like having a busted, busted blood vessel or want to kill your, your, your family <laughs> or them want to kill you. You know, sorry, when you put it that way, it's hopeless. <laughs> well, I mean, I, but I mean, the, but the headlines are full of it. I mean, you know, I know yeah, I, know. I love I all just, my people, but, you know, it, right. The thing is, is that, like I said before, I think it's like, you know, this is how your uncle Tom or your aunt Sally believes or your mom believes or your dad believes or a sibling believes. You're going to change it on Christmas Day or convince them, oh, you're absolutely right. What I've been thinking for the last 25 years is now wrong. And I just realized that in our 25 minute conversation it's like come on put limits on it you know 
what you do love about your brother, your uncle, your aunt, your cousin, whatever, is that you're family and, you know, you're kind of the, we're in charge of the family now. We're that next generation that's going to be passing it on to our kids. And do you want our kids to remember? Oh, you remember when Uncle Tom and Dad were there? All they did was yell politics. Yeah. We have those memories of ourselves with, and, and with family gatherings a lot. of We all have a memory or five or 25 of a, of a holiday that got ruined because people – or was difficult because people were yelling and screaming at one another. Yeah. We I mean, all have a story like that. No, and those aren't good stories to remember. It's too bad that we can't remember like how everybody got along and that even though Uncle Tom brings that stupid gift every year that he thinks we all think is really funny – He's a really nice guy. He just he just believes the other way. You know what I miss that used to drive me nuts as a kid is my aunt would give me British Sterling cologne because it, it was the tie-in with the name. And now I miss it because yeah. I used to talk about it on the radio. She was like, "No more for you." And uh, and I'm like, <laughs> and I'm like, no, it's and, and I totally miss that now because it was just I such know. a funny thing. And I think that's and I wasn't hateful about it, but it's one of those things where no. you're like, you know, it's it's just a little th- and, and I love it. Absolutely. The other story that we all, and I know I feel this way, and I know other people feel this way. It used to be when you were in the kids' table when you were a kid, you couldn't wait to get to the grown-ups' table. Yes. I fight for the kids' table now. I want to go back to the kids' table because the, the adult table is sometimes too aggressive. Yeah, it's true. It's true. It's a, it's a base <laughs> level thing with the kids. Great things. <laughs> right. I, I've been told that that's where I belong anyway. So it makes good sense. Uh, Dr. David Lowenstein is psychologist, therapist, counselor. Uh, it's uh, drlowenstein.com with Sterling getting ready for the holiday traveling and get togethers and everything else on this. Uh, really, it's in a celebratory time and, and that's what it should be. And it's not There's always going to be perfect. About. Right. I mean, I There's can rem- a lot to celebrate. Yeah, right? there, there is. If you're lucky enough to have yeah. health and company and, and, and yeah. everything to go with it, you yeah. just have to sort of touch and remind yourself. How, how do you yeah. remind yourself in the middle of it when you're amping up and starting to get to the point of I can't handle it anymore? Where you go, you know what? This really is a good time. You know, I, I, I keep your eyes open because if you're driving to grandma's house for dinner, there's a high probability when you get close into a bigger city or into a larger town, there's going to be somebody standing on a street corner with a sign saying, please help. You know what? They kill for where you're going right now. Right. They're standing outside on the street corner. Like realize that, you know, there's people that are in a lot worse shapes than we are. And, you know, maybe we can be thankful that we're not there. But we need to be cognizant that there are people there, and maybe we need to count our own blessings sometimes. Wow. You make me feel better just uh, talking to you and hearing you say those things. I mean, I'm not joking. I mean, <laughs> I it's true. It non-billable. And yeah, I, well, it no, I mean, well, you know, just, if you can invoice me, that's fine. We'll work it out. <laughs> I, I, I'll do what I can. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and it's not always going to be perfect. Like, you know, your aunt or no. you or your mom or your wife or, you know, whoever it is worrying that everything at the table is going to be perfect but and yeah. everyone's going to show up. I mean, in those imperfect are really, in some fashion, I, I think, to be celebrated. I mean, unless you're Those killing people with homemade. Those are good memories also. Yeah. You know, like, you know, I can remember the one year my mom forgot to take the gut bag out of the turkey. You know, <laughs> it was like, you cut open the turkey and there's a bag in there. <laughs> that's, that's what they try to sneak into the, you know, the giblets and stuff into right. the dressing. There, no, there's none in the stuffing, Sterling. There's not. I'm yeah. telling you, there's parts. I don't want the parts. I want the pieces. 
Uh, or my dad would take the tail and the wishbone yes. and he'd say, you know, if that was the last that was the last thing over the fence. That's excellent. Those are great stories. They really you know? they really are. We we help we we have to I just want to say thank you cuz you do help in, in these very tenuous times break it down in a simple way to just sort of be able to laugh and and try to let it go and not take it so seriously and and realize that it, most people are good, and, and these people that we're going to see or that are coming to see us, it's usually about love. It's, 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 there's right. nothing else that's driving it. Hey, you got the same gene pool. You just don't need to be a, a similar thoughts about your politics. Enjoy the time that you can with them because Uncle Tom and Aunt Sally or Mom and Dad or whatever aren't going to be around forever. Is it bad that I'm in the shallow end of the gene pool? <laughs> I'm just wondering. I just wondered. Uh, you know, the good news is you're in the pool. That's it. it that uh, that's it. I'm in the water. Dr. David Lowenstein and Associates, drlowenstein.com, correct? That's correct. Have a great holiday. Certainly, I'll talk with you soon. That's it. Uh, Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. Now over the new year. We'll check in sooner than later. More Sterling coming back. 700 WLW. What's happening around planet Earth in this studio with a window into a hallway along Montgomery Road down from Kenwood Town Center where it's been happening and people looking to get uh, what they need to stuff stockings and take care of uh, loved ones and maybe find a deal or two. Mo Wagger going to join us uh, after well about five, six, eight minutes. I don't know. After I take a break, Mo Wagger will join us and we'll talk on the Bengals and uh, Steelers, which I know Sean Gallagher is excited about. He has uh well, he has conflicting interest and care for the Bengals and for the Steelers, and, and, and he's on pins and needles, and he's not very positive about uh, his Steelers at this point and feeling better about the Bengals, and uh, I, I feel the same thing with him. We'll talk about that and, and so much more with uh, Mo uh, coming up. Um, and, uh, at half right now in Los Angeles, the Rams are leading the Saints, which is not good for me, not that you asked. I'm not saying why necessarily wagering. Uh, 17-7 Saints down 10 at the half in Los Angeles, or technically it's a SoFi Stadium in Inglewood, California. Bengals in Pittsburgh come Sunday afternoon, 425. That's two Saturdays in a row. Then they play New Year's Eve in Kansas City. Then they come back. All they need to do and all they can do is what? That's right, Stone. Win. Handle their business. And if they're lucky, and it seems to be to this point, others, uh, the dominoes have fallen in their favor. They went from the outside looking in after a Joe Burrow injury with the calf, getting healthy for a minute and a half. Then the wrist thing. Jake Browning comes out of nowhere, surprises the world, and, and uh, shuts up the Vikings and said, you know what, that's what you get for cutting me. And, and, and then he got a, a drug test notification, which I thought was special. Uh, and apparently he's okay. Uh, he'll be under center again in the Berg. Uh, waiting uh, come Sunday afternoon uh, right here on the big one and a full-on coverage of it. Uh, so we'll talk about a whole lot of that and, and uh, more a little bit later also. Uh, some uh, overrated holiday movies. I know it's holiday Christmas music time. It has been. Uh, I, I uh, took my mom and my aunt to a very popular uh, chain of restaurants some months ago, back in October, uh, and they were already playing Christmas music, had the Christmas and the Halloween decorations all together in their front lobby area. It's the place with the rocking chairs in front. So all this time, I've had enough of the Christmas music. We can do it for a couple of more days. I mean, if it makes you happy, do it. I, I know it's not up to me to dictate what you're listening to, though I'm glad you're here. But... Uh, I've, I've had my fill of the music and, and the Christmas movies. There, there are so many of them and it's generational. 
uh, stuff I grew up with that I, I didn't understand and didn't care about to the stuff that came out when I was a Die Hard is a Christmas movie, uh, a movie by the way. Uh, and, and then there, there are so many others that are, are uh, overrated or annoying. We'll talk on some of those on the other side because I try to be Mr. Positive. I try to be Mr. Uh, you know, happy. <laughs> I'm trying to be a better person is what I'm trying to say. Uh, Dan Carroll back with Jason uh, uh, Williams tomorrow for Ed and Rock. This is normally when the midday crisis is happening. But I, I don't feel there's a crisis. These are good times. And we'll talk on uh, a little of that with my man Mo Egger on the other side uh, after a quick break. And a lot of other things to, to get to as well. I uh, had some messages here uh, saying that the head doctor was good and, and how to get a hold of him. And somebody else, by the way, this is Alex on the west side said uh, how do i find out more about the head shrinker now he is a head doctor it gives you a head checkup from the neck up dr lowenstein is not a head shrinker he's a therapist and a counselor if he shrunk little heads that would be nice and then he could sell those online it'd be a whole nother thing but i don't think that's allowed i, I don't know what the rules are on that but i'm gonna get in trouble now so i'm gonna stop stone's like yes you should stop quick break come back mo egger joins me on the other side thursday night sterling glad you're here the nation station feeling festive 700 WLW. Is there a special time you like to listen to Scott Sloan? I listen at work because he's really cool and my job sucks. Oh, I like the way you think. I listen during a really hot sudsy shower. Are you being serious? I listen to his podcast when I'm in church. Are you allowed to do that? I like to listen when I'm on the toilet. Um, uh, all right. I listen during our marriage counseling session. I guess any time is the right time for Sloaney. That's what we've been saying. Scott Sloan, tomorrow morning at 9 on 700 WLW. And check out his podcast on the free iHeartRadio app. Hey, it's Lance McAllister. Thinking about holiday events and parties for your family or work? Think Cincinnati Distilling. It's officially the weekend-long holiday vacation. People are getting out of town, waiting for people to show up, spreading love and joy and happiness and celebration, Christmas time. Sterling hanging out the nation station, 700 WLW. My man, Mo Egger, ESPN 1530. He's everywhere. He comes even at halftime even to, to give a break to, to Dan Horde, who loses his voice just the other night, calling hoops for basketball Bearcats. It, and all over the Bengals. Mo, how are you? What is going on? Uh, not a lot. How are you? I'm doing great. What's going on? I I, I wanted to talk to you about uh, Bengals and, and Steelers, and uh, it's getting chippy. Uh, there's a little Joey Porter and Tyler Boyd hate going on, which I think is nice. Uh, is this good? Is this bad for this Bengals team? I don't think it's really either. You know, I, I, I think part of it's just, I think, a bit of a natural byproduct of, of just what's sort of bubbling beneath the surface whenever the Bengals and Steelers play. And I sort of feel like that transcends eras, transcends players. Uh, look, I, I also think it's a Steelers team that's looking for a bit of an edge. It, it feels like Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. They've been fighting with each other for most of the season. So if they can aim in what is a, a must-win game for them, needless to say, if they can aim some of that at the opponent, I, I guess it makes sense. And I think from a Bengals perspective, you know what? They've done some chirping in the past, uh, but they've usually backed it up. 
and I expect them to do the same on Saturday. And certainly that they have been doing what they need to do. They've been winning with Jake Browning uh, under center with Joe Burrow uh, on the injured list out for the rest of the season, and they are went from being in the hunt uh, to now being that second wild card team. This is pretty exciting. Last time we spoke, we both sort of lend ourselves to predicting that to be the situation um, because it is the AFC North, because it is the Steelers, because it is a backup quarterback. Uh, because apparently everybody thinks that uh, somehow uh, Mr. Browning is playing beyond his depth. Uh, do you see anything surprising? Because my prediction is like a, a two-touchdown win for the Bengals, but I, I might be hoping a little too much. Well, I, I think what's going to be interesting about the game is if you go back to the first time they played, that was Jake's first start. And, and I think, you know, in, in the immediate aftermath of the game, understandably so, there were a lot of complaints about how the Bengals coaching staff handled the, the game plan, how they handled Jake Browning. You know, they, they basically said, we're going to let the Steelers dictate that we're not going to run the football. And I think we all agreed that was putting a little bit too much on Jake Browning. Remember, that was a game in which Chase Brown didn't get a touch. What has happened since? Chase Brown has become a big part of this team's offense. Uh, they've run the ball efficiently. They haven't been, you know, outstanding on the ground or anything, but they've been good enough. They've employed a really effective screen game. I think they've done a good job of making Jake Browning comfortable. And so the offense has changed, but Jake Browning's top target isn't going to play. And so I, I think it's going to be an interesting chess match where if you're the Bengals, you go, okay, we've tapped into this Chase Brown thing. We've been able to run the ball more effectively. We came out after the game and said, look, we really can't run it against the Steelers, but you have run it effectively over the last couple of weeks. And so are you really going to let Pittsburgh dictate that you can't run from a, from a Steelers perspective? You go, well, wait a minute. You didn't want to run it against us the first time. Now you don't have one of the best wide receivers in the sport. So guess what? Uh, we're going to go ahead and take away the run and you go ahead and try throwing downfield when you don't have one of the best wide receivers in the sport. I think from that standpoint, how these two teams play against each other, is going to be really, really interesting. And I think, you know, from a defensive perspective, you don't have D.J. Reader. You know, I think you can make the argument the Bengals are going to be playing this game and maybe more than just this game without three of their five most important players. Obviously, no Joe Burrow, no Jamar Chase, no D.J. Reader as well. Uh, the Bengals' defense this year has not been very good against the run. Pittsburgh with basically a third-string quarterback is going to want to run the football can the Bengals stop them from doing so? And can they stop them from doing so without their best interior defensive lineman? And talking to Mo Egger about the the who day on the road in Pittsburgh. They, they go uh, they get the Steelers uh, at four thirty kickoff come Saturday. And then they go to Kansas City uh, on New Year's Eve, and then back home the first week in January to face the Browns. Uh, it is disconcerting with Jamar Chase out, but what we've seen, I think, and maybe again, it's me just being super optimistic rather <clears> than living better through lowered expectations per normal. Is that there is so much depth? There's so many weapons. Uh, that we have gotten to see is uh, they dig deeper. I don't know in, in G DJ Reader's case so much, but certainly when we look at offensive uh, pieces that Browning can utilize, including that run, I, I just see great opportunity. I, I don't think, is it that much of a step down with Chase gone? I know that maybe, is that a ludicrous question? Well, I don't think it's a ludicrous question because Jamar Chase is elite. Uh, you know, I think you've seen when he's been at his best this year, there are a few guys in the sport who can do what he does. I think what you can lean on, though, is this. Bengals had to win some games without Jamar Chase last year, and they did. T. Higgins stepped up. And I think 
you know, if you go back to last week and that play he made late in the fourth quarter, which is one of the most absurdly good plays I've ever seen, you would like to think that maybe that's the jumping off point to him having a really good final few games. And look, T. Higgins has a lot to play for, right? I mean, he's up for a new contract at the end of this season. The Bengals may franchise tag him. There's a lot of speculation that he's going to end up in a different uniform next year. If he really wants to prove his worth, uh, go out and do more of what we saw late in the fourth quarter. But, yeah, I mean, look, they've they've won without Jamar Chase. They've won games without Joe Burrow. Now, you do get to a point where the accumulation of injuries becomes problematic. I think this would be a bigger issue if we hadn't seen the Bengals tap into some other things. You know, that effective screen game we saw against the Indianapolis Colts. I've got to think against an aggressive defense like Pittsburgh, you could use that a little bit more. would like to think that, you know, the emergence of Tanner Hudson at tight end is is something that they can build on. And and Tyler Boyd has played against the Steelers, you know, more than anybody on this roster, obviously, being from Pittsburgh and having played at Pitt. These games are big from him. He made, you know, arguably the second biggest play of the game last week and that, that, uh, that reception that set up the game-winning field goal. They have other weapons, but... I don't think it's so much about who you have. I think it's so much about, I think it's more about how the the opposing team defends you. Jamar Chase being on the field makes them more difficult to defend. When you have a backup quarterback as well as he has played, and you don't have one of the, the premier wide receivers in the sport, the Bengals become a little bit more, uh, a little bit less difficult to defend. And so they're going to have to figure out a way, I think, to compensate for that. Uh, more options and the danger that certainly Chase brings to the table because he's just he's out <laughs> to get them no matter where he is at any given time. I get what you're saying. Mo Egger, what have I not asked in relation to this that matters? Well, you know, I, I just think I don't know that there's a, a question there. I, I think we are seeing the continuation of, of one of the really cool stories you know, that we've had here in Cincinnati sports. I mean, you know, the Bengals going to the Super Bowl two years ago was awesome yep. and certainly unexpected. But, you know, the idea when you drafted Joe Burrow was this guy's going to take us there one day. It just happened to come sooner rather than anybody ever would have imagined. This, what we're dealing with now, where, you know, I had people calling my show telling me, you know, give up on the season, tank, get an early draft choice, and now – you know, not only are we talking about the Bengals making the playoffs, but if they do, who would want to play them? I don't think that's being talked about enough. I think I think so many are focusing either on, well, just merely getting to the postseason or what they're going to do with Jake Browning, or I guess for some Joe Burrow this offseason. And right in the middle, if this team gets to the playoffs, Tell me why they wouldn't be dangerous. You have the core of a team that has done a lot of postseason winning. They've won a lot of postseason games over the last couple of years. The AFC, comparatively speaking, is a bit down. I would argue the two, maybe the two most dangerous AFC teams might not even make the postseason in Cincinnati and Buffalo. The Chiefs look vulnerable. The Miami Dolphins haven't beaten anybody good. Uh... You know, the, the Baltimore Ravens are excellent, but another injury suffered this past week. Keith Mitchell, their outstanding rookie running back on top of, of others they've had to deal with. You know, last year it felt like the AFC was the big three. The Bengals were among them, right? Buffalo, Kansas City, and Cincinnati. Now, I think you can make a case for a lot of teams, and maybe you wouldn't consider the Bengals to be, you know, conference championship favorites if they got in. 
But given their background, given the roster construction, given the, what the coaching staff has accomplished, and if they get to the postseason, the Jake Browning story will have continued in a positive way. If this team gets in, I don't think it's at all far-fetched that they stick around for a while. I hope you're right. I think you're right. I, I, I tend to think that they've been underrated and discounted, and they've somehow found a way. And, uh, you know, I love the, the – was it the quick notification of a drug test uh, basically following last week's win, which I thought was <laughs> tremendous. I start getting, like, push messages. I'm like, I don't understand. Isn't that fairly common? How irregular was that? Was it just good timing and good more uh, you know, fodder and conversation on the radio and people on social media? Or were they going, man, Mr. Browning seems a little shady? Uh, knowing how the league works, it was serendipitous. You know, for those of us who love a good story and love content, those things happen often. But the timing of it was uh, was funny, and I, I think part of this is we we've, we've gotten a chance to learn about another character in Jake Brown. Yeah, and that's been that's been awfully awfully fun. It absolutely has. I'm not one of those people who's going to go down that line. Well, they ought to deal with, you know Burrow out now. They got Browning. They'll save money. Or oh, now what about Browning? There's a controversy. He's just doing what he can do given the opportunity. And I think it's a great story for him. It's a great opportunity and story for the Bengals. And I'll let all the business side of it take care of it later. They just need to win. They got to handle their business. And and here's the disturbing thing. Last week, I'm like, there's no other games after Saturday. My Sunday will be free. Between Red Zone and just watching games full out, Mo, I got to say, I couldn't turn it off because all mm-hmm. of them are like dominoes falling the Bengals' way. There's so much relevance. It, it's it's an addictive thing, the NFL. No, it is. Uh, and I think, if, if anything, this year has highlighted, uh, number one, how addicting it can be, right? Yes. Uh, because the season has been so nuts. Also, how long the season is. You know, we've had, we've basically had four Bengal seasons in one, right? There was the 0 and 2 and 1 and 3 start. And then there was the resurgence when Joe kind of got healthy and they beat Seattle and San Francisco and, and Buffalo. And then there was the injury and the subsequent fallout from that in the sense that, okay, season's over. And then this resurgence here, you know, how's it going to end? I don't know, but it's been a lot of fun. And I thought last weekend was a blast, right? And, and to the, to a degree, you get the same thing happening this week, right? Bengals sure. are going to play on Saturday. And then you watch the rest of the league play out over Christmas on, on Sunday and Monday. And you did the same thing last week. That to me was what made it fun, right? Bengals put the hay in the barn on Saturday afternoon. And then you're watching two games on Saturday that sell, I think, rather relatively favorably for the Bengals. I know Indianapolis won because somebody had to win that Colt Steelers game. And then on Sunday, somebody had to you win. know, even though <laughs> even though the, the Browns win and, and even though the, the Texans win, it was a lot of fun watching those games and having a rooting interest. And I think we're going to do much more of the same all weekend long. Well, Mo, we're out of time. I appreciate you making time, holiday, extended time off for a lot of people, people hitting the road, you doing what you do at ESPN 1530. You're, you're insane, by the way. You're calling games, you're covering games, you're doing stuff off the air. You, you are a, a man about town and, and kind to give us some time. And, and I'd like to talk hoops at some point, but in the future, as we start looking at Big 12 action and Big East action for Xavier and UC, respectively. And I watched a crazy game with NK you the other night in eastern kentucky with the guy who's like four foot tall i might be exaggerating and i can't his last name is like bullet or b i don't even i shouldn't have even mentioned it he was dripping threes dude like me trying to do a layup with like a short eight foot hoop it it was unbelievable so there's a lot of good basketball did they did they make him do a drug test after the game? I can neither confirm or deny any knowledge of anything don't know can't say (laughs) mo wager thanks man it's always good to talk to you 
You got it, man. Thanks take, for having Take me. care of yourself. More Sterling coming back. 700 WLW. So here we are on the cusp of Christmas, just days away. Long weekend. Supposed to be the busiest travel day of the season right here, right now, whether that's getting out of CVG or some other airport nearby. Maybe hitting the road. Traffic did seem a little bit thicker on the way in. Thursday night, Sterling. Dan Carroll will be with Jason Williams tomorrow afternoon with that, uh, Infrared and Rock. Normally, this would be the midweek crisis. I, I don't feel very uh, much like there's a crisis going on. I think everything's fine. I mean, you could, I could be the prophet of doom. I don't feel like doing that now. I want to give you a chance to sound off, open up the phones, try to have a little bit of a good time. Wherever you are, whatever you're doing on the road, maybe working, slaving away, whatever. 513-749-7800, the big one. You can pick up the phone, give it the finger. If you're on the iHeartRadio app, maybe streaming now. Now, if it's a podcast, uh, I don't know when. It, it could be any time. But right now, this Thursday night, 21st fe- of uh, December, I almost said February. Like, all of a sudden, I just lost two months. Uh, it might be a blood and hand trauma thing. Uh, you can click on the talk back, that microphone on the iHeartRadio app, and leave a message. This is what I want to know. Uh, what is the most overrated Christmas show, Christmas movie, if you will? Because, you know, the, the typical thing is, oh, what's your favorite Christmas show movie? And, and, it's, and this is very subjective. It's certainly uh, occasionally on the controversial side in that, uh, like, It's a Wonderful Life was old when I was a kid, right? When I was a kid, uh, it was on, it seemed like, I think it was NBC that would run it. And it would be on for like a day or two, like, straight. It would be like Thanksgiving all day. And then it was maybe uh, somewhere else. Uh, you know, for some period of time, and I'd go, yeah, okay, and, and I grew to like it. Then they colorized it, and it was like new, improved, but it's the same with weird color, which creeped me out. The colorized version is overrated. Um, and, and if you're like me or have kids that were like me when I was little, you might have to explain that the old days were not in black and white. It might be smarter than I was as a little Sterling, but it, 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 because all the pictures, and I've said this before, all the pictures. And family albums, back a certain period of time, they're saying, oh, this is your aunt so-and-so, and this is your mom when she was little. All black and white pictures, right? And, and I, I'm like, uh, must have been like old times in black and white. Then I find out that's not the case. It kind of messed with my head. So, I mean, that, that's kind of like an odd deal. Uh, 513-749-7800, the big one. Uh, already uh, had a couple people, when I mentioned this earlier, said the, the Grinch stealing Christmas. I, I don't know that that's the actual name. I think it's How the Grinch Stole Christmas, which was the movie from the TV special that Jim Carrey did. Uh, and uh, I, I thought it was pretty good. I don't know. It could be overrated. They say it's overrated. Nightmare Before Christmas, also another one of those. I like it, but I don't know, think I like it that much. Um, and A Christmas Story, of course, is a, is a classic by any means in any way you look at it. But my cousin's kid... Uh, tells me that he think it's it's crap, can't relate to it, doesn't understand it, doesn't make any sense to him. I mean, he went all. I mean, it was like a r- brutal monologue earlier, and I was like, oh, I get it, man, I get it. He goes, if I have to see it one more time, I'm like, who is forcing you to watch this? So, do you have a mandatory viewing holiday movie kind of scenario? I mean, for newer movies and stuff, and it's still been probably 15 or 20 years ago. Uh, the Will Ferrell uh, Elf movie, right? And as a Zoe Deschanel in it or whatever else, and, and a big Will Ferrell roaming around, being an elf and being innocent, and then uh, Bob Newhart, who's like 120 years old or something like that, doing what he does, which is tremendous. And, and I'm not hating on Bob Newhart. 
by the way. I just want to be uh, clear about uh, Bob Newhart's man. Uh, it has been. Uh, Miracle on 34th Street, that's another movie that's uh, very heartfelt, um, and I, th- I think it, it, it's relevant to, to a lot of people of a certain age. Uh, they colorized that one, too, and it kind of creeped me out. I don't know what it is. I think it's because the, the colorization of the black and white movies are kind of odd. Uh, it, it just never, it just doesn't quite ever look the way you think it should be. Not that black and white looks normal, but a little less troubling, at least as far as I'm concerned. Miracle on 34th Street, classic. I mean, it just is. Polar Express is good. Um, I had a couple people message me over the last couple of days because I was on Twitter at Sterling Radio and it had mentioned, you know, sort of the favorite Christmas movies and so on. And it's interesting how polarizing they are, pardon the pun, like Polar Express. Uh, people either love it or they hate it. Now, when it first came out, and I know that was about 20 years ago, uh, it it is got. I don't know what the effect is on how it's made. I've, I've, it doesn't bother me as much as it did, and maybe it's because of, of uh, video games or, or whatever. Uh, it, there's something creepy, odd. It's, it's animated, but it's not seemingly animated. It, it's there's something about it that looks and it, it just makes me uncomfortable. Um, and, and I know that's on Max right now or, or whatever else that sort of goes a- along with it. And, and I realize that that could be your favorite movie. So, I mean, you know, it's yours may not be mine. Mine may not be yours. And that's the beauty of this that goes along with it. I know they've done a bunch of the Scrooges or, or Christmas Carol type of films. Uh, there's no shortage of those. There's Scrooged, which is the Bill Murray thing, which I think is fantastic. And I've had that conversation with people uh, about which is, you know, better, more Christmassy, less Christmassy. Um, and it gives, you know, sort of like the Groundhog Day thing to a point gives you a chance to sort of try to live right and do it the right way. Uh, to College Hill and Joby with Sterling on the big one. What's the, the overrated Christmas movie or holiday show that you go, I just don't get it, Joby? Well, this isn't a holiday show. It's been around way too long. And that is Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. There's a lot of problems in that story, you know. <laughs> Wait a minute. So, so you're, so you're going to say that it doesn't seem factually accurate, it, that it makes sense. Is that what you're trying to say? Well, I just the scenario is that Santa didn't want his help, and all of a sudden he becomes a hero because he does want his help. So... There's some exploitation going on there. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, that's one of those where you keep your nose out of it. It's not your problem. It's not your business. And, and here's the way, and I think this is how I related to it. I, I think, it, you know, because a lot of kids at different times in their lives are on the outside sort of looking in. And if you're not on the in crowd, you know, you may look a little funny. You may have a funny accent, whatever it is. Got, you know, weird clothes. Who knows? You know, and, might have a red nose. Right. Might have a red <laughs> nose. So you're sort of, you know, ostracized. You're, no, you know, marginalized. Maybe fun of and then all of a sudden it turns out that damn nose is how santa finds his way around planet earth to deliver all the good stuff to the little kids in wait i think that's pretty strong well it's inspiring because the weakness becomes a strength there you know yeah but after all these years it still seems like a horrible slant they have to maybe work that with the uh, with the union <laughs> they might have to. Do they have a union? I don't know if they ever ask. I don't know how that works. They gotta, you gotta nominate people. They have no thumbs. The deer have no thumb. I don't, it's, it's gotta be a, a hoof. I get, they have hoofs, right? I think that's what it is. It's, it's an odd thing. Joby, I appreciate you listening, being a part of the show. I hope you have a great Christmas, my man. 
Merry Christmas, brother, and Happy New Year. Take care of yourself. We'll get Earl and others on the other side. 513-749-7800, the big one. Uh, your, most, uh, your opinion uh, of most overrated holiday or Christmas movie, why that might be, or, or maybe why everybody has said it was maybe not exactly like the best. And you're like, oh, it's definitely the best. Uh, I like Krampus, which I realize is sort of a, a dark take on the the christmas thing but I, I appreciated it and sort of goes along with that and i know it's not a so much of a, a child movie it's not a kid movie uh, although my mom let me see the exorcist when i was small which I, i've still not recovered from and i don't think krampus is quite as disturbing as that but i'm not little anymore so i don't necessarily know for sure 513-749-7800 the big one i'm glad you're along wherever you are and whatever you're doing if you're hitting the road Hope you do it safely. We'll keep you on top of it with your traffic and updates on travel issues by air or sea. Well, not so much by sea. I don't know how many people actually do Christmas by sea. I know some friends, actually, two different groups of people that are are actually on uh, cruise ships, uh, if not now, will be over the weekend and through Christmas time. And I think one through New Year's, too, which is kind of nice. Uh, so, I mean, you know, escape the, the cold. Not that it's going to be super cold here. Get to where it's warm and some uh, and good people and good times and all kinds of food to gorge on. You know, everything in moderation, my mom always said, right? 513-749-7800, the big one. Glad you're here. It's a Thursday night, Sterling, 700 WLW. Time to get to it. Fires at three. Got it. UC's basketball Bearcats tip off their season with a little full court action against UIC's Flames. And he drills it. You've been waiting for some hot hooping action. Lefty bank shot. He scores. That's a man's basket. And now your wait is over. And the Cats have taken a three-point lead. Get the call live from Fifth Third Arena Monday night at 8.30 on 700 WLW and on 700 WLW's live stream on the free iHeartRadio app. This holiday season's sweetest prize is in your mailbox. Valpax, bringing savings in your home this December, and you could find... Thursday night, long Christmas weekend for a lot of people. My first morning forecast, trying to figure out how you're going to go. It's going to be nice. Check this out. Sunday, 61. Saturday, middle 50. Same for, for your Friday. Unbelievable. And, and uh, tonight down to just 31. It's 40 now, your severe weather station, 700 WLW. I actually did that forecast in reverse. I've never done that before. I, I don't know what happened to me reading right to left. It, it's the way it happens sometimes. Um, and and uh, you know what? This is the only time that I really have use for the cold and the snow. If it's not going to be cold and snow now through like Christmas, and I'd even go so far as to say New Year's, then it may as well be 70, 75, 80 degrees, which I realize is not the tri-state. That'd be like San Diego or somewhere else in the desert already thinking about like hot stove league stuff and reds in spring and uh, them getting it on and, and getting ready to get back at it. But uh, Bengals aren't done yet. Uh, they they got a Saturday afternoon 4.30 kickoff here on the big one, a full-on coverage early on on 700 WLW. And uh, they're, they're on the road at Pittsburgh. Uh, look to... Uh, bounce back and take one back from the Starlers uh, and, and just keep winning with Jake Browning and, and company. And, and uh, right now, Thursday night football, third quarter, about two minutes left that way. Uh, I was completely wrong on my pick here, and and, uh, and I'll be the first to admit it, and it hurts a little bit. 27-7 Rams at home in L.A. Uh, Englewood, actually, is SoFi. Taking on the Saints. And who dat? Well, uh, the Rams. That's who dat. Uh, it, it, see, we say who day, they say who dat. 
when I left here and went to New Orleans, I was like, what do you mean, who dat? I was like thinking, who day? And then there was the big thing on, well, who started it? I was like, I don't really care. They were like, here, have some, you know, jambalaya, have some gumbo. Don't worry about it. Who dat? And I go, sure. Uh, when in Rome or when in New Orleans, uh, say who dat? But uh, here we are, say who day? So uh, there is that. Um, as far as overrated uh, holiday or Christmas movies, I, I mentioned Krampus. I like Krampus, but it's seemingly people are agreeing there. Now, here's one I've never heard of, and this is from Elise. Thank you, Elise, at Sterling Radio, uh, messaged me. It says, Bad Mom's Christmas. I, I, I've never heard of it. Uh, I didn't know they'd made a Bad Mom's Christmas movie. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Um, so, Elise, uh, maybe maybe you like it. Maybe maybe you don't. I, I You know, I don't know. It's one of those things I just hadn't heard before. So maybe it's out. See, the, the, here's, the, here's the other thing. Uh, do you need more Christmas holiday movies? I mean, I know the business side of it they need to, but do they really need have, – have we not seen all of – what could they – what's new? You know what I mean? Elf made sense. It was about an elf. It was about a big grown elf roaming around doing elf things and not being believable because you go, uh, is he really an elf? And you go, well, he's certainly special. And then Zoe Deschanel in there, which is nice. Uh, sort of going along with that, but I mean, have we not already seen? And, and I mean, have they not already done all of them? Is it a reimagination of, of some of them? I guess the Muppet Christmas Carol would count. Old friend of mine, she loved the Muppets. So she was like, "Yeah, the Muppet Christmas Carol, that'd be a good one. That'd be a good one." Uh, there's Santa Claus, the Polar Express. I mentioned with the creepy animation. That that's all kind of weird. Then there's um, another one, sort of goofy, fun movie, Nativity, which uh, has the the guy from uh, was it Martin Freeman who played uh, in the Sherlock TV show or whatever that was on PBS, and then he was also in, uh, I don't remember which one it was. It was it Lord of the Rings or something like that. I, if I'm not mistaken, it might have been that he was in one of those or whatever. Not necessarily a Christmas show, but certainly a nativity would be to sort of qualify for that. And that's another one I haven't seen. So I think there's too many. I, you, you could have too many that you'd actually have time to spend time doing with it and trying to, to figure out, which is, is challenging just the same. Uh, this is something else, and, and we'll maybe do this after the 1030 report. We've got a lot of other stuff to do. Uh, there'll be an update on Jeff Pastor. Might have heard of him, former Cincinnati uh, councilman, uh, looking to go away uh, for about two years, locked up prison for public corruption. Uh, apparently, the allegation was, and, and the conviction was about grease palms and, and uh Getting some cash for action, for want of a better way to do it. You're not supposed to do that as an elected official, and, and, and the, he'll he'll he's not going immediately to jail. It's a scheduled jail time. Like most people, if you get in trouble, depending on what it is. I mean, if it's a nonviolent crime, it's a little different than if it's a violent crime. Most of the time, they go, "Well, no, you're you're going to go away right now." Like if you're driving drunk or high on the road and have a mishap or just get pulled over, you're likely going to go to jail right then and there. Right. You may be processed. There may be a, a, you know, a hearing or whatever else. Uh, and, and then there would maybe something a little bit more involved with it. But for the white collar crime, apparently you can just schedule it. Yeah. I'm gonna, after the new year would be a good time, uh, to go away. I'm not making light of it. Two years without your freedom, without your liberty. That's, that's a hard pill to swallow and, and a tough lesson learned. 
and a guy my sale uh, size, I, I don't, uh, I can't uh, speak for uh, Mr. Pastor, but I mean, a guy my size, whether it's the county lockup or, or whether it's like you know the, the state pokey or we're talking federal, uh, I'd have to buy like a, a truckload. I have to order a cargo container of smoke cigarettes. I'd have to empty out any retirement funds I'd have, uh, and I don't even know if it would work. But my, I would, I think I would trade cigarettes for my ass. You know what I'm saying? I, I, would, I would try to keep myself as safe and secure as I possibly can, because uh, you know there's the pocket holding, and then there's the hey uh, prison love thing, and I'm not trying to. You know what I mean? You know? Yeah. Sorry. I know. Stone's like, dude, really? Did you have to go there? Yeah, I, I did, and that's the stuff I worry about. That's uh, That right there is enough of a deterrent for me. I mean, I might really want to be a criminal, but I don't think I'd be a very good criminal, and, and I know I don't think I'd be a very good prisoner. I like to come and go as I please, to do what I want, where I want, when I want, with whom I want, and, and they, they're they against that in jail. In, in prison, uh, that's the whole point, is that uh, we lose our freedom. And then there's some guy who goes, hey, how you doing? And and uh, I I'm not that way, and you know what I mean. I'm not the wrong, but I mean it's like some sometimes some it's just like in prison that way, and then out of prison like what happens in prison stays in prison. But I'm not trying to be going. So I just thought I'd share that. Oh, by the way, you'd heard about the new uh, music venue uh, that's going to be built right around Riverbend in, in the PNC uh, Pavilion deal at the, the Coney Island. Uh, a lot of people very upset. Uh, thousands of people. I think at this point they have uh, already exceeded the 15,000 signatures that were the goal of people trying to at change.org to try to save uh, the pool uh, there. And and, and it's, a, it's a fun place. Been around uh, like 125 years or whatever. I was talking about Coney Island if you didn't already know. And, and uh, it's, it's going to be a music venue. But they want it to, to now be considered like a, a place that can't go away, that it's, some, it's a landmark. And it is. And they want the governor to sign off on it. And they want it to, to be one of the things uh, fixed there and, and stay there. But my only question is this. Where has everybody been all this time? Why wasn't everybody who wants to sign it actually paying to go? Because if people were paying to go and it was drawing that big, my guess is they would have been like, you know what? We're going to ride this out a while. 125 years is a good run. My observation or hallucination. Time for your 1030 report. More Sterling coming back on a Thursday night. Glad you're here. 700 WLW. Abbott flies migrants to Chicago in protest of the city ordinance. So the Texas governor is protesting the city ordinance in Chicago. They consider themselves a, a sanctuary city for migrants who might be like on the run here illegally, you know, without documentation. And then, uh, you know, a vulnerability of being taken advantage of and everything else. They, they ran for the border. They, they paid somebody to, you know, mule them across the border or coyote or whatever else. Maybe they hid in some seats in a car. Maybe they swam across the Rio Grande. Maybe they didn't, they climbed that big uh, fence. Or, no, there, there's no fence all the way. I, 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 they're building more. I, I, you know, I don't know. Uh, here's my question though, because we talk about all this talk has been, and we can dispute the language uh, that's been used about blood and impurities and, and all the hate speak that, you know, has gone back and forth about all of it when it comes to the, the uh, migrants that are not here legally. And, and I think it, it's not a lot to ask to say that, you know what, check in at the desk, work through the process, 
all of us, for the most part, a generation or two back, maybe your generation is uh, that's come from somewhere else. And, and you know, uh, I, I've had friends and family that were first generation off the boat, if you will, or off the aircraft, or maybe uh, I know one uh, guy that I know that his parents, one of them anyway, I think it was his dad. Uh, somehow made his way and touched sand in South Florida after escaping Cuba. And, and that was the rule for a long time, is that if you touch sand at the beach, you were already considered someone who had, had achieved asylum here stateside because of Castro and the communist thing. And, and well, you know, just 90 miles off of uh, the Florida coast there uh, is uh, it's Cuba. You, you know, everybody loves their cigars, loves their rum and, a lot, and women and, and Cuban sandwiches, but it's, it's, not, a, it's not an annexed place, you know. So, but here's my question. So, we talk about the the immigrants, and everybody talks about the illegal immigrants and the dangers, and that they're criminals. And there are people from all over planet Earth. And, and the question about destabilization and how and why that many of these people from far away places around the world, not just Mexico, but further south and then even across the oceans, are trying to, to finagle their way and weasel their way in here by any means necessary uh, by way of uh, illegal immigration, uh, not being documented, which is, you know, they go, okay, well, I need asylum. Uh, my country's destabilized. Uh, you know, I'm being chased by drug dealers or whatever it is. Or in some cases, the worry is, of course, that these people that are undocumented are, in fact, uh, criminals, that are, in fact, troublemakers, that are, in fact, going to pre- prey upon uh, law-abiding uh, American citizens here stateside. That's a problem. That's a concern. And I don't care whether you're a Democrat or a Republican. We want this place to be as safe as possible. And if you look back at, you know, a generation or two from your family or otherwise, uh, you know, it, it takes a minute to come in and assimilate and, and fully embrace the idea, the pursuit of happiness and the American dream. But it does seem kind of contradictory that people that are saying that they are worried about the safety and security of our nation and our vulnerability of people that have come illegally, undocumented across the border by hook or crook, that they would put them on a bus. And because now there have been complaints about buses and the legality of, of that and, and getting them from point A to point B, especially this time of year with, you know, hinky weather, that now they just put another uh, 120 plus migrants, as they're described, on an aircraft um, on a flight that went to Chicago from Texas just this last Tuesday. And more and more of them have been shipped uh, by one way or another to New York or, or to Chicago. I, I, I want to open up the phone here, and I don't want this to be hateful or, or anything else. But just does it make sense if we're worried about people invading the country? Why are they being bussed and flown further inside the country than where they had initially crossed in the first place? If you're going to try to keep track of, control, and, and harness the crowds that are making their way here... Why would you not do that closer to where they first got here? It's already a problem that they may be undocumented coming across and not caught that are going to then try to, you know, hitchhike or pay somebody else to get them somewhere or to get a job where they're undocumented and being uh, taken advantage of and arguably then take away jobs from Americans that want, you know, to do whatever work it is that these people are doing. These are people from all kinds of disparate countries around the planet that are in all kinds of bad situations. And some of them, in fact, are criminal. But it makes no sense to me. And I have yet to find anybody who can explain it other than it being a political stunt that gets headlines. And nobody really mentions this. We're worried about the safety of the country, yet they're being bust, not really documented necessarily, even with, like, you know, uh, 
tickets to give them a court appearance to discuss their asylum-seeking situation. Say that fast four times. They're just rounding them up and putting them on aircraft, rounding them up and putting them on buses and, and bringing them further inside the U.S. That doesn't make sense to me. That seems to be exacerbating the existing problem. It may, I mean, maybe did it, did it, has it raised your awareness? And there had been talk, of course, of Cincinnati being an asylum location or asylum city, too, right? It's what a lot of people have talked about. I haven't heard about buses or aircraft coming into town, uh, dropping off people that had gotten here from somewhere else. But it does seem a little bizarre that if we are really concerned about it, rather than it just being headline grabbing, and just about getting attention and political power or, or muscle or whatever attention, that it would be about keeping everyone safe and keeping these individuals closer to the border till the processing can take place, whether they're sent back across or elsewhere uh, at this point. My observation or hallucination. And, and, and I have yet to have anybody who's in any part of this actually bring it up and go, oh, okay, that makes sense to me. I don't necessarily have a better answer. Other than the fact that to destabilize countries further south, Central America, South America, that are, are trying to make their way here and others that have shown, shown up from elsewhere. The fact that these other countries have been destabilized and, and wh who's behind the destabilization, who's behind making things so uncomfortable, so unsafe, economically challenged down south and other places, directing them, encouraging them to say, you know what, you can pursue your happiness, that, the, you know, beacon on the hill of hope. And freedom is the United States and get them there. Some of that is being done deliberately. I, I, I guarantee it. If for no other reason to help destabilize this country and feed fuel to the fire of the, the political uh, issues that we are already having and moving them in inland further, not necessarily controlling who, where, when, where, how and why is not exactly going to do anything except make this problem worse. So I, I, it's just mind-numbing. makes no sense. Oh, by the way, Rudy Giuliani, Rudy Giuliani, I'll say it again, uh, the former uh, you know, America mayor, um, is now apparently filed for bankruptcy after the defamation judgment of $148 million. Now he says that he owes more than $155 million. That's just inconceivable uh, to various creditors. So he's filed Chapter 11 looking to get out of that trouble, which, yeah, I can understand. It says he has somewhere between a million and $10 million worth of assets, but uh, owing $151 million, uh, yeah, the balance sheet's not so balanced. So that's a problem. So America's mayor having some serious issues with the misinformation, disinformation, and, and uh, election interference circumstance. That's a problem. 513-749-7800, the big one, your chance to get interactive when we come back. We'll talk about age and uh, education and how long you want to stay engaged and be a part of things. A 90-year-old woman has now made history as the oldest grad to can get a master's degree out of a university in North Texas. Well, it is the University of North Texas, 90 years old. So, I mean, as much as I thought, you know, maybe I'll go back to school. I don't want school debt. But And I'm thinking, man, maybe I'm a little bit too old. 90 I'm not yet 90, so I guess I'm not yet too old. But what, you know, do, do you can, and you can audit class. Can you audit a master's degree? That's what I want to know. Because I think once you get to be like retirement age or 60, whatever the rule is, you can just audit classes. So if there's a seat, you can just show up. And we have no shortage of some really, you know, serious, high quality places of higher learning around the tri state. 
I might be willing to audit some classes or maybe just cough up some jack before then to try to, you know, further my education. 90. At 90 years old, I mean, you do whatever you want to do anyway, right? You've made 90. You can, you can say, you well, I'm 90, damn it. I do what I want to do because I've been here 90 years. My view. Sterling, 700 WLW. Meanwhile, locked high inside a tower because of her beauty. I am pretty hot. Rapunzel spends her afternoons listening to Eddie and Rocky. I like them. She hears amazing tales, fascinating interviews, and has lots of laughs. That's why I like them. Then a handsome prince came to her rescue. Rapunzel, let down your hair. Why? So I can climb up it and rescue you. Get lost, weirdo. I'm listening to Eddie and Rocky. Eddie and Rocky, give your day a fairy tale ending. Eddie and Rocky, tomorrow afternoon at 3 on 700 WLW. Kate from Babs R Us here with a frustrating thing. Away from your 11 o'clock report. Parent Johnson has news. Sean Gallagher, by the way, I was going to ask about the selfie we took at the holiday party. If I could post it on social media. I don't know if he's exited stage left or not. I, I know he was watching some hockey in the other room in between, uh, so I don't know what the, uh, the deal is, and he's waiting for Bengals Steelers come Saturday afternoon on the big one. Uh, by the way, conversation with Mo Egger a little bit later about that very uh, matchup comes Sunday at 4.30. Uh, kickoff right here on the big one. How you doing? It's Sterling. Um, let me let me just uh, mention this. So today is technically the shortest day of the year when it comes to daylight. I mean, there's still 24 hours in the day on the clock. That's what we get, right? I get that. But the shortest day when it comes to like daylight and so forth, the winter solstice, solstice today, days start getting longer starting tomorrow, which is what really uh, gives me hope uh, during the gray skies of the real ugly winter where it's just gray and frozen tundra and all the, you know, I mean, like hopefully these Bengals keep winning and uh, end up in the playoffs and, and uh, because they already are the second wild card team. Now they just keep winning and things go their way, then. Uh, they can maybe play deep into it, and then the next thing you know, it'll be like spring training. I'll be already thinking between the college hoops and, and then uh, baseball and the Reds and spring training, there'll be no overlap. But what I start to do tomorrow is every day when I look at the weather, I look at the sun up and the sundown, and it, it gives me hope and purpose. Because every day, a minute here, two minutes there, more sunlight, either a little bit earlier light, a little bit later light, um, and, and the days start getting longer. Which is the way I survive. Hope. That's that's what I, I, I guess it gives me hope that the, the gray and the dark. I hate the I hate the cold and the dark. I, I just do. This time of year it's fine for Christmas, and then after that, seventy five degrees. Uh, here's something that uh, it's not for sale, and you won't be able to identify it by name for sure. But I have no question that there would be uh, probably no shortage of people willing to cough up some serious money to give their child some of Serena Williams' breast milk. I'm going to say that again. Serena Williams, tennis legend, amazing. Uh, got a baby. Uh, and uh, that goes back, I think it was August when she had the little one, Adira Rivers, the, the baby's name. I'm cheating. I'm looking at the, the news story. It's not like I just have that on total recall in my head. Uh, but yesterday she shared that uh, she had taken a trip and had some pre-pumped breast milk that was extra. So she donated it to the, the mother's milk breast bank, which I've had these people on the show before, uh, whether it's here uh, around Children's Hospital, uh, which is one of the best in the world, if not the best actually in the country, uh, as well as all over the place, whether it's out of Columbus uh, or whether it's uh, in Kentucky or Indiana, uh, there are women who uh, babies need 
breast milk. Mom can't necessarily deliver the breast milk, so you can get it. You can make deposits like Serena Williams did, donating her leftover breast milk. And, and uh, a lot of people goofing off and, and joking about, well, you know, uh, breakfast of champions. Uh, the, the future tennis superstars uh, could be made as a result of consuming it. My guess is there'd be some adults willing to cough up some cash. But that's a whole nother show, a whole nother wrinkle to the conversation that's out there. Uh, but uh, but I know that it's true there would be some people doing that or wanting to do that or whatever. Um, but it's a legitimate thing. That there are It's it's out there because I've mentioned it before. People have been like, no, they don't, there's no bank for the, the breast milk. No, it's true. And, and uh, it's there. Some women uh, do that and, and donate it all the time. Sometimes they get extra. Some women can't. I know it's weird for a guy to be talking about it. But, uh, I mean, if it helps a kid to have a better life and, and, and a way to survive, why not? And if you're lucky enough to get Serena's uh, milk, uh, then, you know. But you never know. It doesn't say. It's not like a picture of a tennis ball that will be on the little bag that you put into the bottle that the baby goes, and you go, ah, ah, the, the tennis, get a racket for that little one. There's a future in it, possibly. Uh, but that, that's a pretty awesome thing that she's chosen to do. And I know a lot of other women do that, too. It's, it's, it's pretty neat. Uh, so good for her. I just wanted to mention that. Here, now, here's something completely different, and it's, it's somewhat bewildering. And, and there's a, a former funeral home operator in Colorado, which, by the way, is not the same Colorado funeral home that was in the news a couple of months ago, where they had literally all kinds of people's remains in and around the building, not stored properly, not apparently given to their loved ones. Uh, that had just been piling up. And, and I don't know exactly how that happens. I mean, it, it's, it's like one job for a funeral home. Uh, you, uh, help people say goodbye to their loved ones and, uh, take care of their remains in a respectful, honorable way until they can be interned or you give somebody maybe that jar or, uh, if it's, if it's the big Lebowski, it's a coffee can, uh, filled with uh, the cremains as they call them. Uh, and then, you know, you, you keep a little bit of uh, your loved one with you or whatever else. In their case, Donnie, of course, got blown away in the wind and got to be a little bit of a mess. Great, great, great. See Big Lebowski if you haven't seen it. Uh, I know it's old, but it, it still stands up. It's just ridiculous. Uh, so anyway, two funeral homes were owned by this one owner. And, and getting probation, you say, well, how does someone do that? Well, they didn't have, like, stiffs or, or remains, like, just accumulating. But what apparently they did, they mixed cremains, which I'm not sure exactly how this happened. A family had a, a lost a baby, and uh, they apparently had mixed in more remains than should have been there for a little one, maybe, and how they sort of figured that out. So apparently this uh, owner or former owner was fined $5,000 and uh, sentenced earlier this month into probation dealing with this particular thing i mean that's that's a nightmare scenario you don't want to really think about it you, you think that you've got the one that you love the one that you care about the one that was dropped off at the funeral home and you want to take them home and you go okay this is them in, in an urn or whatever else and it turns out to not be who you think it is uh, and then you kind of got to go well i hope the right stuff went in the right place and and so on i just but i mean you have one job that's the only job you have is handle the remains in a respectful, decent manner. And I realize there's probably other mix-up that we don't know about, but that just seems really strange to me, generally speaking. 
uh, th- that could happen. I, I don't know which is. I don't think that's as bad as having like lots and lots of leftover remains, which there should not be leftover remains. It's not like oh, we had a steak dinner and nobody ate all the baked potatoes, or we had a couple of steaks left, not everybody showed up. These are people. These are people's remains that didn't get handled. But mixing them, I mean, I, I don't know that it matters. I mean, the thought, of, like I have some remains of, of, of people I know, family, right? And, and I have to now process, maybe it's not really them. And then I go, what well, does it really matter? You know what I mean? When I'm gone, I figure I'll donate my body to science, and then they can, like, poke and prod and maybe learn a little thing or two about something. I, I don't know what. And, and uh, maybe uh, give away some organs at the end that somebody else might be able to use. And then after that, I, you know, I don't cremate me. Throw my ashes on a golf course that wouldn't you know, want me on there or, or something like that. But I don't necessarily care where I go at that point. But if you're paying and you expect it to be somebody you care about, it'd be nice if it's actually who they say. Probation. And $5,000 fine seems a little low end on that uh, penalty scale, but maybe it's just me. Your 11 o'clock report straight away. Taryn Johnson's going, I have to follow mixed cremains. Yes, you do, because you're a professional. Where the who they play Saturday afternoon, taking on the Steelers in Pittsburgh, trying to keep their winning ways going. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Home also, those Reds, Basketball Bearcats, Xavier Musketeers, and me, Sterling on a Thursday night, 700 WLW, Cincinnati. Normally, this midweek crisis, not feeling so crisis-like, a good time. Dan Carroll back with Jason Wayne tomorrow for Red Rock, so I'm here doing this and my normal time tomorrow night. Then I'm off Saturday. I mean, if you're keeping track of my schedule, I am because i got to know where I'm going to be, when I'm supposed to be there, so I can be on time and have things to say to do whatever it is I'm supposed to do. You know how it is in this life we're living. Uh, and a lot of people on the road right now, uh, making sure they have what they need to get where they're going by air or on uh, in cars, which most people traveling uh, over the road, uh, like a lot of truckers right now. And supposedly this Thursday, tonight, uh, today has been the busiest travel day of the year so far. And then uh, after Christmas time, uh, in, in the leading up into New Year's will be the, the, I guess, the boomerang return effect as people try to make their way back home. So hopefully allowing a little extra time and doing it safely and, and having a good time. We can hope that's the case. Um, I want to just mention something, because one of my favorite things as a kid was, and to be honest, it still is, uh, I love cereal uh, uh, big time. And, and when I was a kid, I, I wasn't uh, allowed to have, most of the time anyway, like sugary cereals and things. My mom was like, no, you'll ruin your teeth. And, you know, and, and it was embarrassing as all get out. Because when I was small, I remember going to friends' houses, and even so much as like with a cookie. And my mom had convinced me, arguably brainwashed me. She had lied to me. Let's just call it what it is. And she did it out of the goodness of her heart. She was like, you know, I don't want teeth falling out of your head or whatever else she explained later. But what she did is she told me that like uh, like a Ritz cracker was a cookie, right? So as a kid, I thought that was a cookie. And then I go to like a friend's house and like somebody's mom would be like, hey, you guys want some cookies, milk and cookies or whatever, you know? And I'd be like, okay, sure. 
and, and then they'd bring real cookies. I had no idea. And you want to talk about embarrassing and, and ridicule and then look of bewilderment and, and like not even understanding is like my friend's parents looking and, and oh, poor Sterling, because I didn't have any grasp and understanding um, about what a cookie is, which is terrible. But at the same time, when I wasn't supposed to be having sugary cereals and and cookies and all that other stuff, I was, once in a while, able to negotiate super sugar crisp into the cart at the Kroger or or whatever grocery store we happened to to be in at the time if I was tagging along to do some shopping. And, and, And it was in the name. Now it's called super golden crisp because saying sugar, uh, is, Thought to be, uh, you know, bad, but sugar's not good for you. And so, but they still make the cereal, and it's just super golden crisp. Which it got me thinking, because at General Mills, who there's some connections in the area uh, with cereal and so forth, say that demand for cereal has been lessening over time, some of which is because of the prices that go along with the brand names. And then there's knockoff cereals that are sort of the same, but not really. They often come in those big bags. You might get, it might be a store brand, but it might be some other type of brand, whatever it is. But then it got me uh, thinking uh, about something else. And one of those things is the, the so-called shrinkflation, which is, well, oh, you know, the box seems oddly smaller, but the price stays the same or has gone up. And, and people are not buying as many cereals. But this is what I want to know, because I'm not the only one who has, like, certain favorite cereals. Like, I, the idea of Count Chocula's cereal was huge to me, but I could never have it at the house as a kid. So if I went to my cousin's house, like uh, Don, Donnie and Dougie, they might have Count Chocula, or they might have Fruit Loops, or they might have, like, Honeycombs, which, by the way, Honeycomb was not like a big sugary cereal, but I, I was not supposed to have it, or Mom wouldn't have it at the house. So I would go to their house and have it or friends' houses, and then we would, like, you know, tear up, like, boxes of cereal and just go crazy, like, after school or whatever. So what I'm wondering is this. What's your favorite cereal as a kid? And as we get older, you know, they, oh, you got to have whole, you got fiber, you got to have fiber, you want to be, be regular, have some grape nuts, whatever it is that sort of goes along with it. But they say over the last couple of years, there, there's been some uptick in some cereal prices and others down uh, as a result of rising prices. And then, and then, of course, you know, some of the stuff is because of uh, Ukraine and uh, stuff, that, you know, because of breadbasket issues from there that not everything is made here. They get some of that from overseas. 513-749-7800, the big one. Uh, I like the c- cinnamon uh, cereals big time. I also like putting c- cinnamon in my uh, coffee a little bit sometimes, which is kind of nice. And it sort of takes the edge off, depending. Uh, but I, I was uh, recently informed that there are some problems, apparently. Uh, and they said it was with applesauce and cinnamon. And that the thought is that there were problems with lead poisoning in some cinnamons. Because apparently for weight, th- this is nice to know. And, and I put cinnamon on pancakes. I, I mean, I, I love my cinnamon. and And now I'm wondering that... Maybe some of my problems are not because I chewed on the windowsill as a kid and it had lead paint at the house of Sterling, but maybe it's because I've had lead in my cinnamon. Because they say that unscrupulous traders of cinnamon in other parts of the world to fatten up the weight because it's sold by weight would add other products, including lead, to cinnamon 
is it sold raw, either for like, you know, used to, to on your own or when it's made in a, another food thing, that in fact it, it, lead is in there, which uh, is not what you want. Lead poisoning's bad. It's not quite as bad as mercury poisoning, which when I was a kid, of course, we would play with mercury. Uh, you know, you drop a thermometer and then there'd be mercury on the floor. Now it's a hazmat situation. If, you know, if you're in school as a kid, like in a chemistry class or whatever, or testing the temperature of, of a liquid or whatever it is, and they have the big thermometer, this is what happened to me uh, when I was, I think it was probably eighth or ninth grade. And we had these those super-sized thermometers in school, and the thermometer drops, and, and then there was uh, mercury balled up on the floor, which is hard to contain. And uh, they basically had us sort of get like uh, cardboard and sort of scoop it up as best they could. In today's world, it's a full-on shutdown. People come in hazmat suits. There's decontamination and everything else that goes with it. Now you got to worry about whether or not it's you know, lead in your cinnamon and uh, you know whatever else that sort of goes with it. So I guess times change no matter what. It's good to know. 513-749-7800, the big one, your chance to get interactive. Quick break. We'll come back. Uh, we'll see what else is going on around planet Earth that matters to us. And, and because it is a, a big-time travel season scenario, uh, we may have to talk to the good head doctor, uh, Lowenstein, a, a conversation we had uh, about surviving the holidays with as little dysfunction as possible sooner than later, too. Back in a minute on your Thursday night, Sterling, 700 WLW. Let's talk about Scott's Loan. When do you listen? I like to listen while I'm walking the dog. That sounds like fun. I like to listen to his show while I'm in the steam room. Ooh, I might try that one. I like to listen to his show while I'm at work because it drowns out the sound of my idiot boss. Not a bad idea. I listen to his podcast when my husband is watching one of those stupid Star Wars movies. I guess any time is the right time for Sloney. You got that right. Scott Sloan, tomorrow morning at 9 on 700 WLW. And check out his podcast on the free iHeartRadio app. Hey, Cincinnati, it's former Bengal and Pro Football Hall of Famer Anthony Munoz. Are you or someone you know looking to gain valuable experience that positively impacts our community? The answer is... Or midlife, midweek, I'm sorry. Man, that was deep in, like, that was, what do you call subconscious stuff there. Doc Lowenstein, we talked to later about, like, holiday dysfunction and making it healthy and a good time this Christmas as people hit the road in a major way. That that was that was Freudian, I I think, Uh, mid Weak crisis, not mid-life crisis. Wow. Am I having a crisis? I'm starting to wonder. I, I mean, really, you know, Stone's like, maybe maybe a little bit, man. Uh, nine first morning forecast down to 31 tonight. Clouds tomorrow. Middle 50s for your Friday. Uh, and long weekend for a whole lot of people. Christmas weekend on the road, getting where they got to go. Uh, a little bit of rain maybe tomorrow. Small chance. Less still Saturday. 53 the high. Uh, Christmas Eve Sunday, 61. And I don't have the Christmas forecast directly in front of me, but it looks like it's going to be pretty good, too. I think it's about 60 again, 58 or so, if I'm not mistaken. Right now, it's uh, 39, your severe weather station, 700 WLW. And you will know my name is the Lord when I lay my vengeance upon thee. Now, there are other Sam Jackson clips that we might have been able to share that were longer. Uh, the problem is there's a lot of content that needs to be bleeped or edited because, uh, uh, well, because it's just certain things he says people love the way he says it. And uh, he's celebrating a birthday. Sam Jackson, 75 years old today. 
So congratulations to Sam Jackson. That, of course, uh, being a clip from Pulp Fiction. One of the, if you haven't seen it, uh, you need a mandatory viewing. Uh, whether it's John Travolta's in there, uh, you, you also, uh, I'm completely losing my train of thought here uh, as to who was in the movie. Sam Jackson in the movie. I mean, it, it is such a uh, large cast of of just you know Tarantino's typical like group of people. Uma Thurman. Uh, I mean, you name it, it. It's all in there. Bruce Willis, of course, in it too. Uh, sort of really brought back Travolta's career uh, in in that particular movie. Amanda Plummer's in it. Uh, I mean, it's just Frank Whaley, who, Ving Rhames, who's tremendous in, in that in its own right. Eric Stoltz, who's great, who was also in Mask, and and so, Tim Roth. I mean, there's a bunch of different people. But uh, 75 years old, Sam Jackson today. And he, by the way, for what it's worth, he's also uh, had himself a, a Christmas movie of his own. Which nobody called out earlier when we were talking about like underrated or overrated Christmas movies. And, and I had a couple people sent this saying that this is, and I didn't even think it was really much in the way of a Christmas movie, but a long kiss goodnight uh, has Sam Jackson in it and, and also Gina Davis. And maybe, I guess it is a Christmas movie. Now, see, there, there's either Christmas in the film, it's a, it's a Christmassy type of look, a Christmassy feel. Or maybe just a film that came out around Christmas time that sort of goes along in that. And if you're not going to talk about Christmas movies and Christmas stuff around Christmas time, then I don't, I don't know when or why or how that you go about it. But it's just one of those things that you sort of got to get it, you know, get into at one time or another that sort of fits into that realm of, of things and so on. Uh, oh, the, this is funny. And, and I mentioned this about the, uh, the Mercury and I had a couple people respond. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Uh, about that. And this, this uh, is uh, Tacky Cartier. Uh, says that they played with mercury in high school science, let it roll in their hands, which I never did the rolling. It's all bad, by the way. Don't do that. See, that, that's anytime I mention something like that, I have to be very cautious because someone will say, well, I heard it on the radio. Then somebody looks for the podcast, and I love the podcast listens. They're great. You go to the iHeartRadio app or look at, I, at Sterling on X or, I, uh, or the Twitter, and then you can click on uh, my part of, if not, uh, the weekend's just my particular page on on the uh, iHeartRadio app for uh, podcast, and then you can listen. But I, I don't want somebody say, uh, "Don't play with the mercury." Just because we did it doesn't mean it's a good idea. They said they even put it in the toilet, and, and it wouldn't flush down. It would just sort of keep rolling and bouncing back up. I'd never done gone that far, and now, uh, yeah, I mean, the authorities show up. It's like a, a major deal. It's like E.T., except they're not taking you away. They're trying to get every little bit of that mercury out there. And I, if I remember correctly, I, I'm pretty sure about this. They vacuumed some of it up off of the floor and off of the tables when I was in school when there was a mishap. I have no idea what they did with the bag. I don't think it even was a regular shop vac. That cannot have definitely doesn't stand up to the test of time now, but that was the late 80s. So things were a little bit different at that point in time. And I love this. Uh, Cartier uh, uh, Bugger Wooly on Twitter says, uh, he said, he should, I guess I should be dead now. 
but somehow I'm still a functioning, healthy adult. So let's hope that's the case for all of us who may have had an experience with mercury that we uh, should not have and probably now would look back on and probably need some type of assistance and help to sort of go along with it. Uh, it's a different thing. I, I want to mention this because I, I had sometimes people email when I'm not on the air and they ask me questions like I'm an authority or an expert on how to deal with stuff. Now, after the 1130 report, we will talk to Dr. Lowenstein about a healthy holiday situation and Christmas and dealing with the dysfunction. Or like with my family, I, I embrace the dysfunction historically. I, I like to, to be around my people. And sometimes if it is a little dysfunctional, I try to revel in it and enjoy the weirdness um, that goes along with it. But one of the things that are, are certainly uh, hard to deal with right now, aside from politics, um, is what's going on with the Israel-Hamas uh, war. And, and a couple of the people ask, well, how would you deal with it? I don't have kids, so I, I don't know. I, I, the only way I would look at this, and they're asking how kids are, are you know, dealing with it with the help of teachers and educators, and hopefully, I would say, a, hopefully a fair, reasonable, uh, balanced conversation about what is happening, because it is certainly all over the news, and, and that's a, a difficult thing. And there's so much hate and difficulty, anti-Semitism and a lot of stuff going on right now. And, and uh, people, that, you know, hating on Muslims and stuff, too, which is also inconscionable and unacceptable. Um, but uh, the only way I can look at it without Sterling or Sterling Etz, and this may be a good a question to have that good doctor ask uh, or answer in the future, too, um, is that sort of like when it came to questions about, you know, birds and bees, is uh, until the question's asked, maybe you don't answer in other words, until they say, hey, what about this or what's going on, then maybe you don't address it because then you're just putting it out there and it's not already in the kid's head stressing them out or giving them worry or some type of trauma that goes along with it. But, yeah, I mean, it's difficult when you look at the news and you see the carnage and so forth, too. I, I mean, you know, at some point you unplug and try to avoid it. I would imagine it'd be the best way to do it. And this is one of those times or aside from thinking about the expenses of college and, and braces and everything else, is where, you know, I'm glad that I don't have to have that type of conversation with my you know, little Sterling or Sterling Eds on top of everything else. And, you know, it goes back to, you know, like, you know, my uncle said, and, and I've heard others say, you know, interesting times we live and, and hope that you, my uncle told me that he hoped that I never had to live through such interesting times. And yet here we are. And uh, it's because they're troubling. You know, easy times, I guess it's not stressful, but when it is, then you got to figure out exactly how to navigate them and, and sort of keep things in perspective or whatever else that goes with it. Uh, here's Max, by the way, at Sterling Radio messaged about the cereals. So uh, he liked the sugar smacks, too, which is nice. And they, and I don't know which one's the difference. If it was the, they had the super, uh, Golden Bear and then there was the other one. They had dig them. It was like frogs and then there was the sugar bear. I don't know which is which, but I'm with you on that, and it's still available. Just the golden is in the name instead of sugar that sort of goes along with that. And uh, I remember they had a record, a floppy record that I remember getting, and I think I still probably have my play school record player from when I was a kid. And, and they had some type of song. It might have been the theme from the commercial that was on a fl floppy, flimsy piece of vinyl. It's also, by the way, where I played my first Kiss record which I got at the record store when I was a kid, rode my bike down with uh, whatever money that I could accumulate uh, to, get, to get a Kiss record, and then I put it on my play school uh, record player. And, and the path led me to scary, dark places. Love the rock and roll. Uh, Mr. Lowenstein, 
the good doctor on the other side, your 1130 report. Dysfunction in the holidays. How to be healthy and happy and, and uh, get where you got to go without too much chaos in these interesting times. After Taryn Johnson in your 1130 report, it's Sterling on a Wednesday night or Thursday night, 700 WLW. Throwing it down one by one, dollar by dollar. Uh, although I'm thinking probably fatter bills than just that. Stacks of cash. Yoshinobu Yamamoto, Japanese ace. Now a Dodger, $325 million, 12-year deal confirmed by multiple sources now from Ken Rosenthal et al. I mean, go down the line. Uh, it's all over the place now. That's after Shohei Otani got his, was it 70, 70 a year, I think, for 10 years, $700 million with some uh, monies that deferred, certainly, in that point. That's, uh, that's inconceivable. Um, that's they're getting like damn near all the toys. I, I think the NL West is going to be a, a hard place to be uh, if if you're not the Dodgers is what I'm trying to say at this point in time. But I guess you do. I, I can't even I don't even understand what that is. And, and, and you know, look, we adults love our toys. There's no question. Uh, and and uh, there's a whole lot of money to buy a whole lot of toys, and the Dodgers are collecting them uh, if, if you consider players and, and pieces and parts in an organization. Toys, which, not really, but kind of a little bit, is doing the best I can to sort of link this together. Kid dolts. That's a term that the toy industry has about adults who like toys. Some of those pops uh, are certainly a, a part of that. And apparently more and more adults are buying more and more toys for themselves and even having other people buy them toys. An adult toy sale. And I don't mean like private, you know, adult toys. You know what I mean? I'm talking like, you know, beep, beep toys. Like, I got to be careful how I say this. I don't mean like sex toys. Okay. Toy toys. Nine billion dollars worth annually. Kids toys for adults. That is a quarter of all sales of toys, according to the NPD group, who keeps track of this type of data. That uh, is, They define the ages of 12 and older, and they say it's been growing consistently for years. And they say after the pandemic, it accelerated, even during the pandemic, where I guess we had a lot of time on our hands. I mean, I'd still like an Etch-A-Sketch. I still like a Slinky. Uh, I, I will admit I like loud, obnoxious toys. I like giving them to my pseudo nieces and nephews. Always have. It's nice because they can, you know, they can uh, have a blast with the loud, obnoxious toys. And then I leave. And then the families get to deal with it, which is awesome. And, and I'm sure that if I ever have a Sterling or Sterlingettes, I'll be like uh, wishing that had not been thrust upon me in the same fashion. I'm just trying to. Are, are are you an adult who likes the toys? Do people buy you toys as a grown-up uh, person? I I think that's amazing. So there's a $36 billion a year business in toys, and a quarter of which is for grown-ups to get them. And, and I and this they say this is from bo- board games uh, to puzzles, all kinds of uh, play sets of one type or another. Uh, that goes along with that. And I'm looking to see if it includes all kinds of electronic toys. They say uh, Lego sets, dolls typically, uh, considered for kids, but uh, more and more grown-ups are, are digging them. I don't know about the dolls. Does a pop count as a doll? I mean, it's kind of like a doll. I, I'm, not, I'm not sure exactly how that's played out, but I've contributed to that. 
I've had people give me toys. It sort of goes along with that. Here's the other question, and we'll have to dig deeper into this because time is short before Red Eye Radio rolls after uh, Taryn Johnson has your midnight report. It is uh, gifting uh, or re-gifting and, and then like returning gifts and, and how that plays out. And then the problem that I've run into is I because I like to do my cards a little late so they stand out and also because I'm a procrastinator and I wait until it's clearly not going to get there in time. So it really is like a New Year seasonal card that shows up for me uh, if, if uh, people get them. And, and uh, it, it is this. I have like four or five, I think now six different boxes of, of uh, cards. And, and if you don't keep track of whose cards, who got what card last year, unless you're going and buying out totally new cards, which I'm not because I got a whole stash of leftover Christmas cards, then I'm going to be sharing those Christmas cards again. And and then and I haven't had it happen yet, but my guess is someone, at least one person, because I, I didn't have my master list. So I don't know, and I'm not done completely. I've got some done, not all done. I'm thinking I'm going to be giving cards again that are the same cards. It's the thought. It's the note. It's the fact that I took time to lick an envelope and then give it to the mailman or or mailwoman, the mailman at my place, or drop it off in the mail place and hope it gets there. So we'll we'll talk on etiquette issues when it comes to returning gifts, re-gifting, which is also difficult, uh, and how you navigate that, uh, generally speaking. I, I think there's a lot of ground to cover. Plus, uh, James Rapine from All Bengals and Sports Illustrated and Locked On Bengals. And now he's got this other thing he's doing about, with the Reds and a, and a bunch of other guys. Uh, so I'll have to pick his brain about that. So we'll, we'll talk to Rapine tomorrow about Bengals and Steelers. Uh, in Pittsburgh, Saturday afternoon, the Bengals look to make it, what, one, two, three, four in a row with Jake Browning. And, and hope to, if not maintain their place as the second wild card team, improve their place as far as seeding is concerned for playoff football. Uh, we'll be here sooner than later. Stone Shields, thank you for your help. Uh, Dan Carroll uh, will be in with Jason Williams tomorrow. I was here tonight. Well, you know I'm I'm here now, as Willie would say. And I'll be back again tomorrow, my normal Friday spot, and no Saturday because the Bengals will be on the radio uh, right here uh, on the home of the best Bengals coverage. That's what we do. Plus, you got basketball Bearcats, you got uh, Xavier Musketeers, you got hot stove league action uh, in the Reds. Uh, sooner than later, after the holiday, uh, showing up early, some will be in the desert getting ready what will be a season filled of optimism and hope and next-level opportunity to develop and hopefully get to some playoff baseball again at Great American Ballpark and right here on the Nation Station. Have yourself a fantastic night. ATN is to say I get confused. That's right. America's Truck and Network. Kevin Gordon's like, what are you not mentioning me? You're absolutely right. Forgive me. ATN, if you're not familiar with the acronym, America's Trucking Network rolls next with Kevin Gordon. Sterling back tomorrow. Best Bengals coverage right here. 700 WLW Cincinnati. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.